on our planning team. You know, we were all praying, and the Lord gave different messages to different women, and it all came together so amazingly. The weekend was so powerful. And Brenda is a teacher as a profession. She's a special education teacher at Thunder Bay Junior High and has been a special education teacher for 23 years. She's amazing. She's, she's a great, it's a, really a ministry. Uh, but the Lord has put a message on her heart, and I want you to open your heart and be expectant because, you know, we're in a season and an hour right now where God wants us to understand that we can't just be passive. And so I'm not going to say any more because she's going to preach it, but let's just pray a blessing on her. Father, we pray a blessing on your daughter. Father, we pray that the words that she shares today would not only challenge us, Lord, but they would change us. We ask that we would be changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You want to get that video? So we're going to start by watching a video. This was a super, super powerful video. Amen. So when we showed that at the women's retreat, the women are yelling and screaming and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where is everybody screaming? Okay, so what do you see when you look in the mirror? We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk about what God's called you to be. So I want to bring you to Gideon first. So I'm in Judges. I'm in chapter 6. And I'm going to read to you verses 12 through 15. Judges is in the Old Testament. Verse 12, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? 
But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Did you notice that God called Gideon mighty warrior? And Gideon completely ignored it and went on to say, but then why are all these things happening? Why are all these things happening? What's God calling you? And are you responding to that call? Or are you doing the but whys? Something to think about as we're going through this. We're being called up. We're being called out of our status quo. We're all being asked to walk up and step up as we go. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go here. When the Lord spoke to him again, then he begins to question the Lord and the call of God on his life. Who, me? Who, me? How many of you can relate to that? How many of you have got a who, me going on? Uh Uh-huh. I do. I'm standing up here going, who, me? What? Okay, I'm here. All right, so we're going to talk about being a warrior today. (laughs) Where's Cliff? Cliff in the back. So we're out praying this morning. And Cliff says, pull out your sword. Yeah, we're going to talk about swords today. It's a good thing. What does it mean to be a warrior? Webster's definition of a warrior. A person who fights in battles and is known for having courage and skill. A person engaged in some struggle or conflict. So if we were going to restate it, someone who's engaged in some struggle or conflict, fights and battles, and is known for having courage and skill. Can anyone relate to a portion of this definition? Maybe you're engaged in battle. Maybe you are someone who God has shown you has that courage and skill to move forward in battle. Exodus 15.3, the Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. So the first thing that I want you to do is to recognize that you have the DNA of a warrior running through you because of who your father is. We're going to take a minute right now. Let that sink in for a minute. You have the DNA of a warrior running through you because of who your father is. We're going to take a minute right now because there might be some of you here today who haven't asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, and to forgive you of your sins. When we receive his forgiveness and open our hearts to his love, we become children of God our King. Ephesians 1.5 says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. There also might be some of you here today who have walked away from God or who have allowed the relationship with him to grow cold. And we're going to take a minute right now to allow anyone who has never made that decision or who needs to come back to him an opportunity to do that. So could everybody take a minute and just close your eyes where you are? If you have never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, or if you know that you need to come back to him, please raise your hand. It's important to take that step of faith and to raise your hand before God to say that you recognize that you need him in your life. 
All right, we're going to pray. I'd like everybody to repeat after me. Father God, I thank you for being able to come to you today. I open my heart to you and acknowledge that I have sinned and need your forgiveness. Your Son, Jesus Christ, chose to die on the cross and shed his blood for me for the forgiveness of my sins because he loves me. I receive that forgiveness today and confess here and now that Jesus is Lord of my life. I thank you, Father, for your everlasting love for me. I thank you, Jesus, for washing me clean with your shed blood. I give you, Holy Spirit, permission to work in me today so I can become the warrior you have called me to be. Amen. All right. So if you have made a commitment to Christ today, or if you've come back to him and recommitted your life just now, please come up when we do ministry later today. Um, please come forward and talk to the ministry team or talk to myself about, um, about that commitment and that rededication. We want to celebrate with you. We want to pray with you. We want to make sure that we can get you started on the right steps and the right path to continue that journey forward in what God's called you to be. Amen? All right. You guys excited? Give me some feedback here. All right. So, training to be a warrior. You got that next video clip? Training to be a warrior. Okay, so when this video clip comes up, I'm actually going to be talking as it's going on. When you're training to be a warrior, you're going to need to be tempered. And so this video clip is talking about how a katana sword or a samurai sword is made. When I was talking to Pastor Gary about it this morning, he said this, this is an incredible sword. This is a sword made with such precision and such skill. It's, It's incredible. I didn't know that, so it was awesome. So the first thing that you can see, in just a minute, we're going to see it going into the fire. So you can see it going into the fire there. Some of you are walking in fire right now. Some of you are in a place where you've got fire going on in your life. Fire refines, and it makes things soft so that they can be shaped. So if that's you, allow God to make you soft so he can shape you. It takes the rough edges off. Look at that pounding. Some of you might feel like you're being pounded right now. And if that's you, that pressure and that pounding helps to mold and shape the metal into what the creator sees. See, it takes that pressure and takes that pounding sometimes from the Lord to mold you into what he sees you to be what he's created you to be. Yeah. Now this part I thought was super cool. So they're putting like a little divot or like a little, I don't even know, um, track in the middle of this metal now. And what they're going to do is they're going to insert another piece of metal in that. And then they're going to melt and surround it. And that provides strength at the core of that sword. The Lord is placing in you things that will provide strength 
at the core of you as you allow him to take you through fire and as you allow him for that pressure and that molding. Here we go. I thought this was cool. That provides the strength inside of that sword. And it provides the strength inside of us. There he is. Heat it up and put it in and then mold it around again to provide that core of strength. And after the fire and after the pressure and after the sword is formed, then comes water. And water is cooling. And you see that process as we're going. Um, as we go through this, you see him dunking in the water to cool. You can go ahead and um, fade the video down and stop the video. We'd keep watching it, but it's 11 minutes long. It's a really long video. So we're not going to watch the whole thing. But that water cools and it solidifies. It solidifies the shape. So after that fire and after that pressure, there's always a time of refreshing and a time of solidifying. There's always that time. Some of you may be in that time of refreshing and that time of solidifying the work that the Lord has done in you. You've got that opportunity to begin walking in that new thing that God's placed in you and that new thing that God's doing in you. Hallelujah. So as you're going through training, once you've gone through your training, and training we all know kind of goes all the way through life. But as we're going through training, we have to be ready to walk through this life being honor-bound. When you think about a warrior, that warrior isn't called to an ordinary life. That warrior is called to a high calling. And part of that high calling is being honor-bound. We are called as warriors to a high calling and to being honor-bound. So we're going to take a look at what that means here. First part of being honor-bound is walking in integrity. Titus 2, 6-8, through 8, In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. So we're being called to walk in integrity, even when it's not popular or it's not easy to do so. Just this past like two weeks, so school gets started and everything spins. But um, I have, some of my students are challenging. And so a particular student gave me a challenge I've never had to deal with before. And um, so the other teachers around me were telling me how they thought I should walk moving forward, what I should do with this student and how I should interact with this student because of the kind of challenge that he presented to me. But I know what God's calling me to do. And it's very different than the way they're asking me to walk. And so I know that as I interact with the student moving forward, I'm going to be interacting with the student in integrity, and I'm going to be interacting with the student in honor, and I'm going to be loving this student no matter what is coming out of his mouth and no matter what the actions that he's showing toward me are. And that will be different than the way the rest of my staff thinks I need to walk with this student. 
And so I know that as I'm walking with this student through this year. It's also different than the student expects me to walk with him. Because the student is already, I saw him out in public yesterday and said, hey, and he was like, oh. So <laughs> part of that is just being a seventh grade boy, you know, that's how they roll. But um, the other part was just like, oh, I don't know. He's expecting me to completely reject him because that's how he has walked and that's what's happened before. But that's not this level of integrity that I'm being called to walk as a warrior because, see, I am, I'm going to start crying. I am a warrior for him this year. I know that. I know it in my spirit. I know it. And so as a warrior for him, I'm called to walk differently. And so there are things, situations, people in your life that you're called to walk as a warrior for or with. And it might look different than other people around you are going to think that it will. But walking in that integrity, that's what's going to break chains. For this little boy, that's what's going to break chains. I know that. And I can't wait to report to you in June. Because it'll be till June, I'm sure. Because he's got a lot of chains that he's holding onto and has been for a long time. But I believe that come June, he'll have a lot less and he'll be walking in a different place, and he'll be living his life in a different way than he has before. Not because of me, but because of him and how he, what he's called me to walk in. Thank you. So if you think about me, pray for that, okay? That's a good thing. Secondly, purpose. So integrity, that's the first part of being honor-bound. Purpose. Ephesians 1, 11 and 12. This is coming out of the message because I liked this translation on this particular verse. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. His eye is on you. There are designs for you for glorious living. That makes me really excited that his eye is on me, that there's a purpose for my life. So if you're somebody who's walking in, I don't know what my purpose is, don't listen to that lie anymore because God's got purpose for you. You just ask him. And the next piece ties right into that. That's vision or hope. Ephesians 1.18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Know what he's called you for. Walk through the doors that are open in front of you. Sometimes understanding that vision and that calling and that hope means you have to take a step of faith and you have to walk through the door that's open in front of you. And sometimes that door will close and then something else will open. But sometimes we just have to take that step Because if we just stand, we go nowhere. We're parked. If we just stand, we're not walking. We're not moving in the vision that God's called. Sometimes you have to take that step of faith to walk through that door that feels like it's open in front of you. Go for it. The worst that can happen is God's got to correct you just a little bit. And that's okay. All right? So move. Do. Move. Walk. Go. 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 It's good. All right, foresight, prudence, or discernment. Again, ties right together because we have to have that discernment 
to be able to see the open door, number one, and then to be able to know to walk through it. Philippians 1, 9 and 10, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent, in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. Ask for discernment. Get into the word so you know the truth for yourself. That's the best way to have that discernment, is to get into the word of God and know what truth is. Because truth will guide and direct each step that you take if you know it and you work on walking it out. And it is not always an easy thing, but truth will guide you and move you forward as you go. Y'all with me? Good? You with me? Cool. All right. Last part. Endurance. Hebrews 10, 36. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. How many of you guys read Sparkling Gems? Okay. If you don't, you should, because it's good stuff. It's a daily devotion. It takes the word of God. It dissects it down into the Greek. It pulls words apart, and it really shows you what, um, what's in the word. It just makes it so much richer. There's so much. It's just, it's, it's rich. It's good stuff. So if you don't, that's a good place to start for getting into the word each day because it's good stuff. Okay, so this one is from the beginning of August. And um, as I was preparing the message for the retreat, this just like jumped out at me. And I was like, oh, this is exactly, this is exactly it. Um, Yeah, it's powerful. Okay, so I'm going to read it to you. The word endurance used here comes from the Greek words hupo and mino, which means to stay, to remain, to continue, or to permanently abide in one place. The word hupomine, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, pictures a person who is completely committed to maintaining his position. Got that in your head? Completely committed to maintaining his position. He will stay under that heavy load as long as it's necessary for him to achieve his victory. He is intent on standing by his commitment, regardless of the cost he must pay. Nothing can sway or move him to change his mind. He's not going to relinquish his territory. Get a hold of that. He's not going to relinquish or give up his territory. I feel like some of us, me included, have given up some territory and it's time to take it back and stand firm in taking it back and not giving it up again. Okay, where was I? I moved my finger. This word portrays an attitude that never gives up. It's a faith that manifests as a tough, resistant, persistent, obstinate, stubborn, tenacious spirit that refuses to let go of what it wants or believes. You must have hupomin if you intend to beat the devil at his game and successfully do what God has called you to do. The day your vision dies is the day your joy will disappear. Hold fast. Stand fast in that vision, in that calling, in what God has moved you forward to do. Don't give up your territory anymore. Time to stand. I got one amen. Thank you, Pastor Doug.
Okay? Standing strong in that territory. All right. Yes, stand firm. Talks about that in Ephesians 6 too. Stand firm. Yeah, stand firm. Know your weapon and be comfortable with it. Now you're going to hear over the next couple weeks, you're going to hear about more than just the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But that's the piece that ties into my world. Lori next week is going to tell you about some more spiritual weapons that are used and can be used as you battle and as you fight and as you become the warrior that God's called you to be. And we need to be equipped with these weapons and we need to be comfortable using these weapons because we're in a battle. We can't just sit back anymore. Can't just sit back. Yeah, watching the news tells me I can't just sit back anymore. Walking in the junior high tells me I can't just sit back anymore. Um, No matter where you are, you can't just sit back anymore. We have got to move forward. Oh, that's powerful. (laughs) God's awesome. Yeah, this is him. I mean, okay, Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. One of our primary weapons is the word of God. We need to know it, and we need to know how to use it. When the lies come, and we all experience those lies, every one of us, I'm speaking to myself here too, when the lies come, we have to know. We have to know how to wield our sword. We have to be able to speak the word of God and wield our sword and slash through the lies of the enemy every single time. That's a piece of battle. Wield your sword and slash Slash through those lies. We don't have to accept them. We don't have to pick them up as our own. They're not truth. And if you know the word, and you know your sword, and you have your sword in your hand, in your mouth, you are ready to go. And you can slash through those lies. And that's what we're called to do. Some of you need to know what your sword is. Some of you need to know, what's my truth for this battle I'm walking through right now? What's my truth? What do I need to stand on? What do I need to pick up? You need to get into the word to find it out. If you're not sure where to start, talk to one of the ministry team. Talk to Pastor Michelle. Talk to Pastor Gary. Talk to me. There's a lot of people you can talk to here, and we will help get you started in where to look in the word to begin to find that sword that you can pick up, that you can speak. Every time that lie comes into your head, I had to do that for a really long time on some things. I had to write down my truth, write down what the word of God says about this particular battle, and it was on my bathroom mirror forever. And every time I walked into the bathroom, it was in front of me. And I said, no, the truth of God is, and I would speak it. This is what God says about who I am as a child of God, because that was a battle I fought for a long, long, long time. And so as I read and as I picked up my sword about who I was as a child of God, 
I began to speak it. And as I began to speak it, it went from here, I can read it, I know it, to here. I know now that I am a child of the living God. I know that I am a daughter of the King. I know who my Father is. I know who I am. And nobody can take that away from me anymore. The devil can't take it away from me because I picked up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, His truth about me, and I spoke it and spoke it and spoke it and spoke it and spoke it over and over and over and slashed through the lies of the enemy. So I would encourage you, if you don't know what your truth is, ask. We'll help you find some places to start will help you get to some places where you can start knowing what your truth is and then you have to pick it up and you have to do battle with it you can read it but you got to speak it you've got to do your battle with the truth with the word of God nobody can battle for you you've got to do your battle your sword's going to be different than your neighbor's sword. Mine's going to look different than Lori's, which will look different than Kaylee's, which will look different than Morgan's, because we're battling different pieces. Okay? That's all right. 1 Samuel 17, 38 to 40. Then Saul clothed David with his garments and put a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with armor. This is the David and Goliath piece. David girded his sword over his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. So David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. And David took them off. He took a stick in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had even in his pouch. And his sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. David couldn't use Saul's armor. It wasn't for him, He couldn't pick up Saul's sword and wield Saul's sword and put on Saul's armor because it wasn't made for him. There is specific armor, specific sword, specific truth that God has for you, for you specifically. Why? Because you are his son or you are his daughter, and he loves you, and he desires for you to be victorious in all things as, as he's called us to be. So, He's got specific things for you. Get ready. It's good stuff. Okay. So as I've been talking, some of you might have been thinking that this warrior stuff isn't for me. I could never be that. She can be a warrior. She's up there talking, but that's not me. I I can never do that. Okay. I was there once, just so you know. Yeah. You can do a lot more than you think you can, because God sees it. You may have some things that are holding you back. You may have some chains in your life that it's time for you to get free from. And part of this morning will be opportunity for you to lay down those chains. One of the things we talked about at the retreat was laying down your chains and stepping out of them, making a choice to finally walk away from those things that are holding you back and leave them and not turn around and go back to them. So you'll have opportunity this morning in just a little bit when we do some ministry. If you're somebody who's got some chains, um, it's time for you to be free. If you choose it, it's all about that choice. So we're going to look back at Gideon's story again. Um, 
as I was reading this and preparing yesterday, I was really, really struck by something. I shared it with Pastor Michelle um, as we talked a little bit. And it was just really awesome. So I'm back in Judges, and I'm on chapter 7 this time, verses 9 through 15. So starting at verse 9. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, Get up, go down against the camp, because I am going to give it into your hands. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura, and listen to what they are saying. Afterwards, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pura, his servant, went down to the outposts of the camp. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley, thick as locusts. Get a picture of that. Thick as locusts. There were a lot of people there. Okay? And Gideon had 300? 300 men. Okay? That's not a lot of people against thick as locusts. Okay? So I'm just saying. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. That's just their camels. That's not their actual people. That's incredible to me. Gideon arrived, just as a man was telling a friend his dream. Okay, first of all, this just struck me as I'm reading this. Gideon got down to the camp. God directed his path and his steps to go exactly to the right spot because they're as thick as locusts. He could have went anywhere. He went exactly where God needed him to be. So this man is telling his friend a dream. These are enemies, keep in mind, okay? These are the enemies of the man of God. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, this is an enemy, keep in mind, okay? This can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshipped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called called out, Get up! The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. We have an enemy talking to an enemy saying, That dream's got to be the sword of Gideon and we are all in trouble. Thick as locusts! 300 men! The enemy says, the enemy knows. The enemy knows who you are. The enemy knows he's in trouble. No matter how much, how big, how large, how whatever it feels like to you, the enemy knows he's in trouble. He said that. And Gideon heard him. If we listen close... That's what the enemy is saying around us. Oh man, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. She's picking up her sword. He's picking up his sword. He's stepping out of the place that I've held him. Oh man, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. That's what's being said around you if you listen. Oh, amen. I'm getting excited. All right. So the Lord knew that Gideon was struggling with fear. It was a chain that needed to be broken. God used the enemy's words to build Gideon's faith, and Gideon responded to it. When he responded, that chain was broken, and Gideon began to walk out God's call on his life. God called him a mighty warrior way back here. And as he chose to walk and say, get up, we got it, the Lord's taking it, go. He walked into that call that God has on his life. 
that call of a mighty warrior. He walked into it as he walked out of fear. Amen. That's awesome. So what might be holding you back? I want you to take just a minute. This is a, this is a place for you to just do business with God for a minute. Do you have anything in your life that's holding you back from becoming the warrior that God's called you to be? So I want you to take a minute and I want you just to ask God to show you if there's anything in your life that's holding you back. So you're going to have an opportunity to let it go and walk out of it in just a minute. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's going to be a repeat after me one again. The teacher in me is coming out. Active engagement. To ask God to forgive us for the things in our lives that we've allowed to hold us back from his warrior's heart for us. So please repeat after me. Father God, I ask you to forgive me for allowing things in my life to hold me back from your best for me. I choose today to let go of these things that you have shown me and ask that you free me from the chains that have held me back. I thank you for the freedom you bring to my life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so in a minute. I'm going to ask you to stand and repeat some declarations after me, okay? Um, Ministry team, when we do the declarations, I'd like you to come up here and get ready, okay? These declarations are going to be an opportunity for you to begin to wield your sword and slice through those lies of the enemy once and for all. God is a gentleman, though. This has to be your choice. When you repeat them, mean it. It's time for God's warrior bride, that's all of us, to stand up, to rise up and take its place. Stand up. All right, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Warriors, are you ready? Yes. I am a child of God. I have a warrior's heart. Because my father has a warrior's heart. Devil, you are defeated. I choose today to open my heart and tear down what's holding me back from following you. I am free. My chains are breaking off. I will not pick them up again. Hallelujah. All right, if you'd like somebody to pray for you, to have that warrior spirit stirred up, are you ready, Wayne, with some music? To have that warrior spirit stirred up, activated, and ignited in you, please come down to the front right now. Come on down to the front right now if you want that warrior spirit ignited in you. Charlie's got it. Good deal. Come on. All right, where's... Let's get some music, Wayne. All right. If you gave your life to Christ for the first time earlier today or came back to him after walking away, please tell the ministry team that's praying for you. And if you release chains today, please let the ministry team know that as well. 
We want to celebrate and pray with you. Anybody else? All right. So, Lord, I thank you for the warriors. I thank you for the people that you have called, Father. We just give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise this morning, Lord. We thank you. We thank you because you are mighty and you are awesome and you love us. In your name we pray. Amen. So, there's food downstairs, you know. Um, You are welcome to head on down and have some lunch and fellowship and enjoy.